you are now politicking with Poe on PoePolitikin.com. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Welcome back to PoePolitikin.com. You're home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify. We're on Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Type in PoePolitikin. This summer, our interviews for the past 11 years. One, two, one, two. I'm a place to be with Braxton J. George. How you doing, bro? Hey, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm fantastic. So I see you do a lot of things. A wrestler, actor, producing major, doing a lot of things over here. Yeah, we got a lot going on. I do. I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, so what's your? Where are you from? What's your hometown? Um, I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada, bro. Okay. So how did you get involved with wrestling? What made you want to wrestle? Um, man, this kind of. It's kind of started when I was uh, in diapers, bro. My grandpa, who I would see in the summers uh, in California, in Orange uh, Orange County, California, Moreno Valley, uh, he would watch SmackDown every Friday and Raw every Monday night. And, man, I just remember as a kid being captivated. And I just remember always looking forward to those Friday and, and, and Monday nights because um, – you know, one, it was bonding time with my grandpa, but two, like, I was just so, it, there was nothing really else like it on TV, you know, because when you were a kid, you, you know, you find what cartoons you like, and you find what, like, you know, superhero stuff is on, and, and but man, there was just nothing like wrestling, because for me, wrestling was like a combination of all that stuff that I like, that the athleticism and sports from basketball and stuff, but also, like, the fighting and violence and action that was on like my favorite Saturday morning cartoons. Um, so I had always envisioned myself being a wrestler growing up, but it wasn't until like I was 13 years old um, that I actually like just on a random day, just Googled like professional wrestling in Las Vegas. And I found a couple schools in town that taught. And uh, the first school that I looked at taught um, people like, 12 years old and up and I had to sign like a waiver and everything but I went to my parents with it and they were like wow he's really serious about this um because you know when I told them oh I might want to be a wrestler like they'd always kind of just blow it off like nah he's not serious you know like he's gonna grow out of it um but when I went up to them with this with this idea of going to wrestling school they were like well I mean should we you know I guess we should let him do it because you know, he found this school on his own. Um, so we took it, we checked it out, and my parents signed the waiver, and they were paying training for me every month, and that's just how I kind of started in the wrestling business. I was 13 years old. Yeah, so how long have you been training now? Uh, I think combined, it's been, well, yeah, no, combined, it's been five years, because uh, I stopped um, after 2016 when I graduated high school. I stopped to go to college. And because uh, as soon as I graduated high school, I went to Chicago. I, I moved to Chicago like immediately after I graduated high school. And I spent two years out there, came back. And when I came back, there was just I um, I had this giant kind of gape in my schedule. Like I was working, but between work, I was just like, man, I want to be around wrestling. Um, so I went to another school, Future Stars of Wrestling. And uh, that's kind of the biggest promotion out here in las vegas so that's kind of like the the premier place to be in las vegas and it's kind of growing into one of the biggest promotions in the west coast um 
And it's because, you know, they have a great staff and they have a great um, way of running things. I got to get for the last, you know, year I've been trained by Kenny King and D'Lo Brown and those those guys have become my mentors, you know, and we've had other guys like Rob Van Dam and Sabu come in and teach classes and, and um, impact whenever they come into Las Vegas. We have a working relationship with them and I've actually gotten to work on the production crew for Impact Wrestling um, six on six different occasions. So lots of opportunities came through Impact Wrestling in the last year. Uh, but combined, all, all of my time combined, it's been five years, I, I think, in the ring, starting from when I was 13 up until now, and I'm 21 years old now. Yeah, that's what's up. So how would you describe, I saw your character, you say Action Braxton, so how would you describe your character to people? That's right, that's right, Action Braxton, and the thing about it is the, the idea of the character is almost in the name. Um and it's in my catchphrase, lights, camera, Braxton, because any show that I get on becomes my show. And that's me kind of taking that element from theater and acting and being an actor and implementing that in the wrestling world, but doing that in my own way and in my own fashion, because nobody can take the spotlight like I take the spotlight. You know, no one can be a star like I'm a star, because anytime I pop up on any show, you're no longer watching a regular show you're no longer watching fsw you're no longer watching whatever the name of the promotion is you're watching lights camera braxton you're watching my show hmm this is up and what separates you from other wrestlers though uh i think um i i in anything that i try to do i try to be um what i call eclectic and all that really means is i take inspiration from so many different forms of media and art um when i'm getting in when i get in the ring it's not just inspired by shit that i see in wrestling it's inspired by music it's inspired by movies it's inspired by all this other stuff so when i get in the ring you're seeing a mix of martial arts you're seeing uh, uh stuff that i might have picked up and got inspired through by watching anime or listening to music or whatever something that might have made me feel the way that i let that out in the ring it comes from a bunch of different ways. Cause like I said, I like to be eclectic in everything that I do. So, you know, the way that my mind works and the way that all the things that I surround myself with a bunch of different forms of art that I, um, that I have access to and that I, and that I access in my everyday life. I trans, I transform that into wrestling. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'll say, what are some of your favorite books and movies? Oh man, um, I'm a big, big Marvel fan. Um, Marvel and DC, but really, I, I've been I've been very into Marvel lately. Um, I've been um, super into Batman comic books. I think Batman stories are some of the best stories in comic books. Um, I really love Iron Man stories too. Um, I read a lot of Iron Man. Um, Spider Man's my favorite, uh, hands down, of all time. Uh, superhero um but growing up as a kid i read a lot of manga i read a lot of naruto i read a lot of dragon ball z um i <laughs> man dragon ball z was basically like my entire childhood um uh and i think more so lately um i've been getting into a lot of uh like niche stuff, stuff that you don't really see on the mainstream market so much. Um, short films, indie films. 
Um, but a lot, a lot of that has been action dramas, I think. Um, action dramas and um, comedy. In mm-hmm. a ton of ways to take comedy um, in situations that aren't comedic, if that makes sense. Um, because there was, when I first started acting, um, I didn't just train in like the traditional method. The first acting training that I ever really got was improv comedy. And that was taking any situation and (coughs) finding the joke in it. And that kind of trend, I kind of put that into wrestling too, because anytime um, I wrestle, there is, there is an element and any person who wrestles can tell you that sometimes things don't go the way you think they're going to go, or the fans will give you something because when we're out there, we aren't just, you know, we aren't just doing a, 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 a choreographed dance. Yeah. You know, there are certain elements that a crowd might present or that a vibe in the ring might present or that something might happen in the ring that brings a completely different element to what you're doing. So like improv comedy was a huge, huge, huge piece into how I um, crafted my identity as a performer too. Yeah, I guess you can also ask you about your um, acting. I know you're into production, too, so you can talk about that. That's right. Yeah, um, I, that all came from my two years in Chicago. Um, I still haven't finished my degree in TV executive producing yet, but um, that's actually what uh, what I'm in, what I'm working on right now is actually going back to school in Chicago. Um, but yeah, man, my time in Chicago was priceless. I learned a lot about how to write for television, how to um, put together a live television studio set, um, which came in big, big, big use when I started um, working on the production end of wrestling. Uh, because really what a wrestling show is, it's a live studio production. You know, the ring, the, the, the Tron, the audio, the everything. It's, it's a live television studio production. So do wrestlers um, get, uh, do they get side cards? Like, uh, what do you, side cards? What do you mean by no, side like cards? like side cards? You know, like the actors get side cards? Oh, sad cards, man. <laughs> I just thought about that. Now they should, do they or no? The, um, did you, uh, did you hear that giant, um, that giant thing that that was on the internet about like all of the fucked up things about the wrestling business that like wrestlers don't have insurance aren't uh are are signed on as independent contractors and not employees bro there are so many things that wrestlers don't have that we should have we do not have sad cards at all mm. <laughs> not at all so even if, like if y'all on tv no yeah no um I mean, not 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 to my knowledge. I don't think anybody signed to it because the thing is, wrestling doesn't have to. Wrestling promotions that work on television don't have to go through the SAG unions because oh. it's not considered like it's not considered a um, what's it's like it's not really considered um, like a stage or acting thing. It's not considered like a screen acting or stage acting thing. It's it's still considered a a, a sport. Mm-hmm. So there, there isn't really a call for wrestlers to have sad cards. That's a that's a great that's a great um that's a great point though because if if wrestling companies did have to go through the SAG union, uh, there's a ton of places that probably wouldn't be able to run anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And then what do you say your goals for your career are right now? Um, my biggest goals right now, um, all I've ever really wanted to do in anything is carve my own niche. Um, everybody right now is so focused on being, I have to be the best at this. I have to be the best at that. And that's fine. Like that's what makes wrestling great. I think wrestling's best when it's competitive, but the thing about like, you should always strive to be your best, right? You should always strive to do the best that you can do. But the thing about being the best is you're never going to be the best because there's always going to be someone who's faster, who's stronger, who can do this or that better. My whole thing is I've always wanted to carve my own niche and my own name and my own special flavor. You know, um, I was reading something the other day that really, really spoke to me. And it was um, there is always going to be greater than and less than. And you're always going to be greater than or less than something unless you are different than. And because being different than is an entirely different dimension of 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 good or bad and my whole thing is if i can be different than then i have an entirely different um way of of generating value in myself so that i think more than anything my biggest thing is i've just i just want to carve my own niche in everything that i do in acting in wrestling in you know um theater and everything that i do in writing Everything. I just want to carve my own niche and be recognized for my specific thing that I do that's different from everything else. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what are you doing as far as like time management to balance everything out and work on everything? It's hard, man. Having um, that's I think that's the curse of being a multifaceted person is that um, because of all the things you do, you have to. Um, really kind of juggle what things you put focus on and what things you don't. Like I said, um, when I turned uh, 18, when I graduated from high school, I had to change my focus from wrestling to acting in college because ultimately acting and, and pursuing a career in film and television was what helped me go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I had to leave college for a while, then the focus became wrestling again. And so like the, the, the focus um, and where you put your energy is always going to kind of shift when you have so many different things that you do, because sometimes it's not going to be the right time for one thing that you want to do. Sometimes it's the right time for the other thing. And sometimes you have to know what time to make that shift, what time, um, when one thing isn't there and you'll know it because you can always sense when something isn't serving you anymore or when something isn't right for what you're trying to do or when something doesn't feel right for the direction that your life is going in. And so I've always just kind of had to analyze, okay, what is happening in my life right now? What are my goals right now? How do I feel right now about what I'm doing? And where's the universe pushing me? You know, because there are certain there are certain variables in your life that you can't control. There's certain things in life that are, that's going to put you in a certain position where you can't do something or you have to do something that's different from what you thought you were going to do. Um, so that's always been me, man, is just um, juggling what should get my focus at what times and what is right for the circumstances that I'm in. And I think that goes for any person.
someone who has multiple careers because it's not an easy thing at all to do. I mean, have you have any injuries in wrestling? Oh yes, absolutely, man. I'm I'm glad you said that because um, when I actually came back to wrestling, um, I was I had a big kind of I had a really kind of look at myself and decide if it was something that I really wanted to do because um, in the summer of 2017, uh, I suffered an injury. Uh, I I had a wrestling match. I was booked, and um, I was booked for a show here in Vegas. And after the match, um, I just I was re- having a real hard time with my arm, and I went to the doctor and found out I had torn um, uh, my rotator cuff and my labrum in my left shoulder. Mm. And I didn't really know what that meant. And the more research that I did and the more people that I saw had that injury, the more that I saw, oh, this is actually a kind of serious thing. Um, luckily, it wasn't a major tear, and I didn't have to get surgery on it or anything. But... Uh, <laughs> I really never ever in my five in my in all my years of wrestling up until that point I had never really had to deal with an injury. And man an injury can actually ruin your life a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of crazy because it changes everything about the way that you're able to work out. It changes everything about how you're able to go about your daily life in general. And you know, of course I had to stop wrestling and I had to go back to Chicago where it's cold as shit and you can feel that cold in your bones, man. And this isn't an injury that you just get over, you know, you have to rehab it and you have to, um, you know, you have to take care of it and you have to take great care to not re-aggravate it because that's an injury that like literally can put people on the shelf for a long time. And there's some people who I saw had that same injury and wrestled still with that same injury and just had to change their styles. I actually remember talking um, when um, Impact was in town, I was talking um, with the homie Rich Rich Swan, Mm -hmm. uh, And he was telling me he had that same exact injury and he never wrestled the same since. So how did you, Um, uh, how did you injure yourself with that injury? Man, I don't even, I don't even know because I watched that same match back and I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you. Um, uh, and it's and it's one of those things too, where sometimes you'll get hurt and you'll have no idea how. Um, if I if I had a clue, um, I'd say it was because I was wrestling in a boxing ring. <laughs> and oh, the ropes if you are talk harder. to any, oh yeah, if you talk to any wrestler, that's all you wrestling in boxing rings absolutely sucks. That shit is garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is trash. Um, but. After about a year or so of like casually rehabbing it and just going about my daily life, I wasn't really thinking about wrestling too much until um, I had come back to Vegas from Chicago and I was around wrestling a lot. Uh, and I just, I just said, I just said, fuck it. You know, it's now or never. You know, I'm, I'm either going to try and do this again or I'm, or I'm just going to not do it anymore. And when I started training again and starting to get that confidence back into wrestling, when you get hurt, you never know what it's going to be like to do that again, because you have a bunch of fears in your mind about what it's going to be like. And you have a bunch of fears in your mind about re aggravating that injury. Um, because everything about what you went through, having that injury stays in your mind as you're getting ready to go back and do that thing again. So, um, when I came back to wrestling, um, Man, it was it was it, for me. It was a big deal because I didn't know if I was ever going to wrestle again after getting hurt like that. 
But uh, I'm happy to say that I made a, a, a successful recovery and that I was able to pick back wrestling again. So what would you say to somebody that wanted to be a wrestler? Um, uh, the first thing I would say is that uh, this business is, is, is hard. I mean, I got, I started when I was 13 years old and there were so many things about the business that I wasn't, um, that I was aware of, but I, but I wasn't conscious of, if that makes sense. You know, there are certain things about wrestling that are just realities. Uh, and it's not, it's, it's a, it's a hard business, but at 13 years old, I was also able to, um, allow my passion, my love to carry me past all of those harsh realities. Um, and so if I, for anyone that wants to be a wrestler, man, all it really takes is unshakable belief in yourself, unshakable belief in yourself and unshakable perseverance. Cause man, wrestling will beat the shit out of you both mentally and physically. Um, there are days that you're going to feel like, man, I suck. This sucks. I don't want to do it, but you, you have to make it past those days and you have to keep showing up and you have to keep working really, really hard. And eventually you will see growth and with growth comes confidence and with confidence comes ability mm -hmm. to perform. Um, so for anyone that wants to be in wrestling, I, I think perseverance and belief is 100%, um, necessary because anybody anybody can do it man there's nothing that separates you know me from anybody else i just believed in myself and i just worked really really hard um but at that same time that's why not everybody can be a wrestler you know because if it was easy everybody would do it what would you like to say to your fans and supporters man i just want to say to anybody um who's ever watched me wrestle anybody who's ever um you know seen my stuff on social media and you know given a like to all the people that i've seen in locker rooms like rich swan and cheeseburger who have you know shown me love and been good to me um and to um like you said all my fans um that see me on social media i will continue to do my best to put out stuff that you guys like and i'm gonna do my best to uh be the best version of myself for all of you because my biggest goal in life since I was a kid was to be the ultimate entertainer. And, uh, that also comes with being able to provide the best entertainment brand possible. And that's what I'm trying to do for you guys. I appreciate the support. And I hope that anybody who's checking out this interview, who may not have heard of me before you're hearing me for the first time, um, join, 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 join a ship, join a bandwagon. Why should they? Uh, because what I do, you're not going to see nowhere else. Um, the type of person I am, uh, the, 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 uh, the amount of things that I do, the number of things that I do and the way that I do it, you're not going to be able to see it nowhere else. All right, man, I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me. All right. I appreciate the rub, brother. Yeah. You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Braxton J. George. Um, and I'm, face I'm on Facebook, too, Braxton J. George.
popolitikin.com. What's up, y'all? This is Action Braxton, and right now you are listening to Popolitikin. Keep it locked because you're about to take out Lights, Camera, Braxton. Thanks for listening to popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand. If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on popolitikin.com, contact us at popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com. Or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.